Welcome back to the Golly Dating 101 podcast, y'all. It's your host, Tavares. And today we're blessed with a very special guest, someone that I can't speak on their topic, you know, so we had to get the expert, Mr. Anthony O'Neill. Thank you for being on with us. Hey, bro, brother, man, thank you so much to you and your, your beautiful queen uh, for inviting me on. I'm, I'm actually, uh, at the time of recording, I'm sitting here quarantining in New York, uh, sitting in a hotel room for six days straight. So this is probably going to be the highlight of uh, my <laughs> week, man. So thanks so much for having me on the podcast, bro. I'm glad. I'm glad that we could help you out there, you know, give you 10 minutes of, you know, worth of human interaction. But um, yeah. yeah, so... <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know you, because I'm still new to your ministry, first time I actually heard of you was last year, you know what I mean? So I'm not one that knows much about finances. I just know don't be an idiot, you know? So that that's yeah. all I know about money. I'm finally trying to learn more. You know, so the people told them, you know, I, I asked the people, who would you like for us to get on a podcast in the future? And multiple people said your name. So I was like, I got to reach out. Hopefully this works out. And thankfully you accept it, you know, so... For the people that don't know you, could you give a little background, you know, a little history of, you know, of who you are or maybe a quick testimony, whatever you choose? Yeah, yeah, man. You know, my name is Anthony O'Neill, Ramsey personality, 36 years old, single brother um, who's excited about the future of marriage and being a family man. Uh, But if we rewind about maybe 18 years ago, just graduated high school and I had two important conversations growing up in a very strong Church of God in Christ slash Baptist home. Uh, those two conversations was about the law. Number one, um, how to get into heaven and how not to go, how not to get into hell. You know, do this, don't wear this, you know, you can't do this. You can't listen to this kind of music. You can't go to prom. You can't, like there were so many laws on Mm -hmm. what I can do and what I can't do. And then number two was as a black man, um, how to get home if you're pulled over or stopped or approached by the physical law, the police officers. No one ever talked to me. My parents, I never talked to me about finances and never talked to me about wealth building, never talked to me about how to be an entrepreneur, how to start a business. So when I graduated high school, I graduated with a bunch of uh, spiritual wisdom, but no practical, practical wisdom. Mm -hmm. And so I'm blessed and fortunate enough to have four parents, two biological parents and two step parents. And so one side of my parents live in California, one side of my parents live in North Carolina. So, man, when I went off to school, I just said, yo, I'm running away. You know, I'm running away from God. I'm going to do me. I'm going to enjoy life. I'm going to be young. I'm going to turn up. And I did just that. Racked up at about $35,000 in student loan debt, trying to impress ladies by buying flowers and purses and taking them out to expensive restaurants. Um, and unfortunately, made, made some bad decisions in school, which cost me my college experience. And so when I cost, uh, when I made that bad choice, ended up uh, getting into an argument with my parents. And uh, man, at the age of 19, I became homeless. I was homeless, $35,000 in debt. None of my peers that I impressed at that time offered me a place to lay my head, offered me a place to come and take a shower, just get something to eat. The ladies who I impressed, nowhere near. They didn't offer anything. And so at the age of 19, I'm homeless, sleeping in the back of my car in a Walmart parking lot, uh, questioning uh, my relationship with the Lord, uh, co- contemplating suicide um, and, and having some very heavy and unhealthy thoughts. Mm-hmm. And I quickly realized that that I was the reason. I remember on this one particular day, I'm sitting here screaming at God and saying, you did this and my parents didn't do this and this, that, this, that. And God said, while you're blaming everyone else, 
why are you not talking about yourself? Mm-hmm. And he said, you are the reason. You made the choices. No one forced you to make those choices. You grew up knowing me, but you ran from me when you got on your own. So you're going to stay in the darkness until you can see the light. And when God said that, I said, wow. And I started evaluating myself and, and the decisions that I made. And I'll never forget on that, at the end of that day, I went home and apologized to my parents. I said, hey, I thought I was a grown man, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm a young man. And I want to learn, Pops, how to be a grown man. My dad embraced me back into the home. And he apologized. Son, I'm sorry for not teaching you everything you need to know. Let's start now. Let's start fresh. Um, and, and that's what happened, man. Uh, even ended up getting out of debt. Uh, ended up transitioning into full-time ministry, teaching young people how to go to college debt-free, um, how to have a relationship with Jesus Christ, but how to date, you know which is why I love this godly dating thing, because I think the, the kingdom is not, they're not doing a good job at teaching singles how to properly date. Right. And so um, I did that. But most importantly, Sundays in my youth ministry, and we grew the second largest African-American youth ministry uh, in the world with 10,000 young people coming through there every single week. Um, we taught them on Sundays to spiritual walk, but then on Wednesdays throughout the week, I taught them practical stuff. Hey, here's entrepreneurship. Hey. Here's what a credit score means. Here's what a credit card means. Here's how you budget. Here's how you avoid student loan debt. Here's how you start a business. Here's how you grow wealth. And so we, we grew up, man, and a guy named Dave Ramsey heard exactly what I was doing, and he loved it. He's like, yo, love what you're doing. Why don't you come over here and, and uh, join our team and help us, and we'll help you build your brand. And that's what I'm here today, man, 36 years old, 100% debt-free, built my dream home driving my dream car and I'm teaching people in a real relevant and relatable way how to have healthy relationships with their money how to grow true wealth and accomplish everything you want without being bound by debt uh, being 100% debt free and living the life that you want to build generational wealth so good man so good it's just good hearing you say that because I feel as though many people are in your scenario you know whereas we're in the scenario you were in in the past you mentioned at 19, a lot of debt. And we know a lot of people in debt prior to 19. You know what I mean? College, I don't want to say it like this, but can can easily be a scam. You know, there's a lot of young yes. people that are just drowning in debt, you know, trying to get a degree that they may never even be able to use. Um, so yes. a couple of things I want to say before we're diving into like the interviewish type aspect. I want to, you know, regarding what you just mentioned um, with, your, with your personal story, do you think that your what with God was, how, you know, when you decided, like, I'm not really going to do this right now, kind of do your own thing. Do you believe that because your walk with God was a bit shaky, that it led to a lot of bad financial decisions? Do you, would you say that? Um, I would definitely say that when your walk is not within God's perfect will of, of, of his life, for my life, um, absolutely. It didn't just hurt my, my finances, but even hurt how I look at things, how I mm-hmm. process things, because I wasn't in a healthy state. I wasn't in the true authentic state of Anthony O'Neill. While I'm still a flawed human being um, and and I still have issues and sins I'm working through as a man, uh, yes, I would definitely say because I was not in a healthy place with Jesus Christ, um, it impacted my finances, it impacted my relationships, um, and it impacted my growth as a man. Yeah, you also mentioned um, growing up in the Kojic church and yeah, they were teaching you what to do, what not to do. But at the end of the day, that's really just 
heaven or hell. It's not necessarily the in-between, you know what I mean? And I feel as though right. a lot of churches that I've been in, you know, because I, I didn't get a chance to actually attend a Koja church, I can't speak on their thing, but it's actually a, something that I see going around globally and people of every denomination or, or every type of belief, it seems as though, you know, churches aren't, I, would you say the issue is that the leadership doesn't understand money themselves? Or would you would you say it's because, you know, it's just an area where I guess ch church is just, not too knowledgeable on because I believe that this is something that it wasn't just you because in my church growing up yeah they told, told us about you know all the spiritual things but I never felt as though they touched on finances or how to handle finances so do you believe that's an area where the church needs to work on in the future in order to prevent these type of scenarios yes absolutely I believe that uh, the church is not I want to say this in a sensitive way because um there are a lot of churches who are at, who are actually teaching finances right in yeah. a true meaning of stewardship in a, in a great way um <laughs> but uh, uh, you know i believe that there are some churches that are doing an amazing job at teaching uh, stewardship and finances but there are a lot of churches that are only teaching stewardship in a way that it comes off as if they're trying to raise money Wow. You know, but we're not we're not teaching uh, people how to be good with their finances at home, how to live below their means, um, how to uh, grow finances and grow not finances, but how to grow wealth, true wealth. Uh, but we're doing such a good job, you know, getting this hundred dollar line or, you know, sow a seed into the man of God or sow a seed into this good ground. Wow. All that is true um, within this perspective. Right. Uh, but the first ministry that that is called to you and to myself is home. Mm -hmm. If we can't take care of the home, we can't take care of the kingdom. Yeah. And so I think if we could do a good job at teaching people how to take care of their homes, um, then we will have a healthier church. The number one reason for divorces, and you know this, you're in the dating space, you know, it's finances. Yeah. It's not intimacy. It's not communication. Um, it's not arguments. It's arguments over finances. They could not get on the same page and get in a healthy place with their finances. So if this is the number one reason, then we need to be teaching more on stewardship. And, and in the church, bro, we got to change the, the, the definition of stewardship mm -hmm. because stewardship is not just about money. Yeah. You got to be a good steward with your wife. You yeah. got to be a good steward with your kids. You have to be a good steward with your car. You have to be a good steward with the clothes that you wear. You got to be a good steward with your mind. Mm -hmm. So stewardship is not just about finances. Stewardship simply means that we are managing everything that God has given us. We don't own it. He owns it. We are the co-owners. We manage what he gives us. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think when a church can do good at that, at really teaching the true definition of stewardship and then really making sure that our homes are healthy in a great place financially, man, the kingdom of God, will be in a much healthier place. We will have schools, we will have businesses, churches churches will be wealthy to where we can go out there and impact our community um, mm -hmm. in a better way. But if we don't start at home first, the church will never get there. Yeah, man, I don't think I could have said that any better. Like I once heard a pastor saying, I preach and preach, I preach and teach about giving every single week. And the person, you know, they said it to was shocked. And he was just like, the problem is you think I'm talking about money. 
I know that's the problem. We don't understand that it's stewardship in all areas. God is talking about giving your life. He's talking about giving your time, all these things. So when you have that heart to give, you know what I mean? It's, it goes way beyond just what you're giving monetarily, you know, so that's definitely good. Um, but I'm asking you a few questions because I believe a lot of our are a lot of our people are always talking about they want to get married and, you know, they're planning out their wedding and they're doing all these things. But I don't believe people have the right understanding with money. And that's definitely a critical part of marriage because love alone is not going to pay the bills, you know? So my, my first question to you is this, how important is financial stability prior to dating? Uh, prior to dating, I would say on a scale of one to 10 is a seven prior to marriage. It's a 10. Okay. okay. Uh, because be for me, and, and, and you're the dating expert. I'm not, I'm the money guy. You're the dating expert for me, dating for me, just for me. So if I'm wrong, correct me, I'm on your platform. But for me, dating is like, it's about gathering data. Like, do I want to, I need to gather enough data to see if I want to court and pursue this young lady. And so for me, does this, this man need to have, um, you know, a lot of money saved up? No, I think when it comes to pre-marriage, here's the most important thing when it comes to finances, their mental perspective. How do they look at money? Right. How, how do they process money? If you have a guy or a young lady that has $25,000 in debt, see how they feel about that. You know, hey, um, I, where are you with money? How do you look at money? Oh, yeah, I, I just want to rack up. I want to use other people's money to buy everything that I have and just pay them back minimum. Okay, so now that's, that lets you know mentally how they see money. Or mm -hmm. if you meet a young guy or a young lady who says, hey, I got $25,000 in debt. But right now, my main focus is to get this paid off. I want to be debt free, you know, da, 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 da. Then it lets you know where they stand about money. Um, right. Hey, I want to be an entrepreneur. Hey, I have a nine to five job. I'm trying to elevate it. Get to know their mental place when it comes to money. Don't focus so much more on the practical of how much money they have, how much money they do not have. See if they're see if they have growth and maturity when it comes to finances. I think that's important because when we got married, my wife was working a smaller job because she was just finishing up school. You know, I'm in the military, so finances were fine. And I thought my wife had a certain amount of debt. And it was just like, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Because I know she wanted to pay it off. And then it didn't, didn't hit us until when she started, you know, going to pay the student loans off. That was actually double what she thought. And I'm looking like, listen here. <laughs> I had zero debt. I had not one dime owed to anyone. You know what I mean? I'm looking like, this is oh, insane. You know, but I didn't... I, but the thing is, I didn't feel like, you know, blindsided. I was blindsided because of the cost, but it wasn't necessarily that, you know, she lied because she was ignorant of it as well. And I think it was just a matter of it, it wasn't registering that, okay, that interest is, is kicking in. Whether you want to ignore it or not, the interest is kicking in, you know. So it's key that you mentioned that it's not necessarily the amount, it's the, their perspective on it. Because she had the, the mindset that, no, I'm paying this off. I don't want to be in any debt, you know. And, and I think her student loans is probably the only debt that we have left. Our cars are paid off. Um, mm. Basically, our credit cards paid off. So we, we're taking care of all of that, you know, and the goal is, you know, to get this student loans, you know, and I think that was my first time hearing about you because I was looking like, man, this student loans is, is awful. And I believe you released a book last year about, <laughs> about canceling yeah. student loans, you know, so I was just like, man, man, you probably might need to read that book. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, man, so I definitely think you made, you made the right point is the perspective on it, because I do know a lot of people and it's like, I don't, I don't mind you, you know, enjoying Bali and going to Aruba, go do what you want to do. You only have one life, you know, enjoy it. 
But when you have $60,000 worth of student loan debt and you're acting like it's not there, then it's like that can impact your marriage because when that credit score is not where you want it to be, you want a home, then that's not going to work out in your favor, you know? So I guess in regards to a few things, um, my question to you is, if you as a man and you're not financially stable yet, do, which, do you believe that you are capable of pursuing a woman or that you should be pursuing a woman unless you get like yourself, at least in, in, in yeah. step with how you're on the right yeah. path, I should say. Yeah. When I say finance, when I hear the word financially, financially uh, stable, I hear you don't have steady income coming in. I hear uh, it's hard taking care of yourself. I hear you have a lot of debt. And so when I hear those three things, no, you shouldn't be dating anyone because um, I think okay. as men, we are, we are called to be providers and protectors, right. um, you know? And so if you can't provide and protect yourself, what makes you think you can provide and protect a family, a wife, yeah. some children? And so for me, I think I date uh, intentionally. I don't date just to be dating, to be having fun. And mm -hmm. so I date intentionally because I desire marriage one day. And so if I can't provide for myself, then I don't need to be taking out someone else to dinner. <laughs> you know, I need to, I need to get myself in order, at least get my mindset in order, at least get a stable job and some stable income coming in, um, at least have, be stable. And stable means, hey, you still may hit a bump in the road. Mm -hmm. but you can get back to being stable. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the main thing for me. Uh, I tell ladies this all the time. Don't date a man if he doesn't have a stable job, if he doesn't have a stable career. Uh, don't date a man that if, if everything he's doing, and I'll say this too, this was funny. I told a young lady, she came to me and she was so impressed because on her first date with this guy, he spent a thousand dollars, bro. A thousand dollars on their very first date. I said, that is not a wise man. I wouldn't date him again. She's like, what? What do you mean? He's not stable with his income. Wait, he makes a lot of money. I said, that's a lie. Just because someone spends a thousand dollars on you doesn't mean that he's stable with his income. What wise man, what wise man who's making $55,000 a year would spend a thousand dollars on his first date? What yeah. that shows me is he's not wise with his money. Mm -hmm. And so find a guy who is not just stable with his money, but find a guy or a woman who is wise when it comes to their finances. Yeah. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than, Hey, <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better. And dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I don't think I don't think a lot of people are, are wise in that scenario. And I don't know if um in, in my head I was balling, but this ain't it wasn't a fancy restaurant. My first um restaurant I went, I was like, babe, we're going to Cheesecake Factory. If you know Cheesecake Let's Factory, go. That, yeah, that that, that menu yeah. was a little bit too big. Like it's like 50 <laughs> options. You know what I mean? Like this is kind of a reach, you know, but it's set the standard now because now you're expecting. He should be able to keep it going. I'm not saying ladies should let a guy take him to Chick-fil-A on the first date. Chick-fil-A is good, but I'm not saying that's what they should be settling for. But at the same time, I think you need to pay attention to the patterns because a lot of times he can do things that will impress you. But at the end of the day, that's not taking care of the family. That's not leading the home. And even after 
all the bills are paid. Did you get to save anything? Did you get to invest mm. anything? Were you able to give to the church? You know what I mean? And I want to get to that point with my finances, whereas like there's plenty of times in church, whereas, you know, I'm giving something that I believe is a, a decent amount because I'm trusting God with finances and I want to be able to give it and then tell my wife. Not That's always, good. hey, babe, is it okay if I, you know what I mean? So it's the point is to get to a point where you're being wise with it. So you're always, you know what I mean? Ahead of the game. So my thing is, and it's a bit of a weird question, but do you think a person should have a dating budget? I know that's something um, I saw, I heard of recently. So do you believe that's, yeah, have a dating budget? Man, I know this is podcast, but my hands are up in the air saying, (laughs) yes, Lord. Um, Yes, man. I believe that everyone, you should have a budget. Anytime you spend your money on anything, there should be a budget line item for it. Um, I'm big on vacations. So I am already uh, setting aside money for my, my birthday vacation. I'm already setting money aside for my Christmas vacation. I'm already setting money aside for my Thanksgiving vacation. Um, and so, and as a single man, I do believe in dating. And so last year, bro, I got hit um, because I put a video out, dating on a budget goes wrong. And I have a line item within my budget, uh, won't say the specific amount, um, but a young lady came to me, took her out to a very nice upscale restaurant for our first date, was nowhere near a thousand dollars, wasn't it wasn't over five hundred, but it was it was a good, decent, mm-hmm. it was a good restaurant. Well, the next day she's like, Yo, I love the first date, we gotta do it again. And she said, Babe, can we go out to this particular restaurant? Well, this particular restaurant, bro, is five hundred dollars minimum when you walk in the in, in the door. <laughs> it's minimum five hundred dollars. And so she asked me, it's like right around like the 25th of the month. And um, I had just purchased about a half a million dollar home. And I believe in paying cash for everything. So um, I wasn't going to finance my furniture. So I had set aside a budget Mm -hmm. to furnish my house cash. And so I responded to her, bro. I was like, yo, I said, "Uh, dope restaurant, but I can't do it this month because that's outside of my budget. I said, but if you wait next month, six days, I can see what I could do. We can possibly go there. Bro, she ghosted your boy. She ghosted me. And I was like, what in the world? So I did a video about this whole, you know, thing of, you know, dating on a budget. And I believe everyone should have a budget. You should be a good steward with your finances. And all the ladies said, because I have a budget, I shouldn't be dating. Wow. And I'm like, Y'all are so false. I said, because every millionaire who I know, they have a budget item. They have yeah. budget. Um, they have a budget. And so for me, yes, as a single man, I'm going to tell myself, yo, here's your, let's say for an example, if my number was $300 a month, for an example, right? Well, I have $300 a month I can spend on budgeting. We can go anywhere within that budget and I can spend freely. Now, once I get over that, I have to be wise and good steward and be like, yo, mm-hmm. okay, we, we need to get creative now. Uh, because I'm, I'm building wealth for my family. Um, and I want to make sure that when I get to my wife, I can tell her yes, uh, because I would be so upset with myself if I tell her no, because I spent so much money on girlfriends and I wasn't preparing myself for mm. my wife and for my family. And so, yes, wow. I think you should have a dating budget. Um, and here's the thing. We got to get the word budget. We have to, budgeting doesn't mean negative. So yeah. budgeting doesn't mean cheap. Like budgeting doesn't mean, oh, he's going to take me to Chili's and do two for 20. No, that doesn't mean that. 
But if that's within your man's budget, respect that. Exactly. Man. That's what you know. what I'm saying yeah. if that's his budget, respect the budget because what he's showing you is he is thinking about the future. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yes, to answer your question, you should have a dating budget. And any man that doesn't have a budget, that doesn't know where every dollar of his money is going, uh, I question um, if he is financially stable. Yeah. Man, you just you just said a mouthful, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good, though, man. I, I, honestly, I feel as though a lot of times that's been the case. Like, there's been some months where my wife and I will go out multiple times. And there's some sometimes when it's just like, oh, we're going to do a date night home. I'm cooking. You're going to eat right Come there. On, bro. You know what I mean? And it's like, on, I think a lot of times we get the idea that, man, I spent $100. It was a good restaurant. I spent 200 It was a good restaurant. That means that nothing if you're doing this just to impress someone who may not be staying. If you, if you, oh, we're going to do Chick-fil-A tomorrow because uh, I got a budget. And that shows, that shows you if they, they're, you know, flaky or they're ghosting or they're doing all these things after that, then it shows that they have a problem with money themselves as well. And I believe a lot of people, a lot of times we do these things and we spend this money because of the social media generation, bro. Everybody wants to show my baby can can buy it all. What was your man doing? Yeah. You know what I mean? And come on, you know, trying to be aesthetically pleasing. I think a lot of times that can definitely damage not just your spiritual walk, but your finances, your future. Um, I want to make sure my kid got clothes on rather than to make social media think they got clothes on. You know what I mean? Like I got to be able to afford, you know, have not have my family, um, you know, struggling because there was a point when I wasn't working because I was like, I'm going back to school and I'm gonna do the entrepreneurship. You know what I mean? So it's like yes. we want to make all these excuses, but God forbid that finances that was flowing stop one day. And that's why you got to have something saved up. That's why you got to have all these things planned out. So it's definitely smart with budgeting. That's something I know I need to work on. So I'm not telling people listening. Y'all need to work on it. Anthony ain't telling you. You guys are trash. <laughs> you know, so please don't, please don't hear that. But I'm going to go ahead and try to wrap this up now. I want you to give us three tips to paying off debt. What are, what are, what are three main things? Ooh, Someone yeah, who may cool. be 19 and struggling like how you were. Someone who may have all the student loan debt. Or someone who may not even be able to give to the church. Or, or they're giving to the church and they're not, you know, having anything at home. What, what, whatever it is that God lays on your heart, give us three things, you know, in regards to money that people need to understand, right? All right. Number one that has nothing to do with money is define your why. And okay. I will say this on, on this way. If you define your why, you will see this, that when, if your why doesn't make you cry, then a price of commitment will make you cry. Wow. And if you're going to get out of debt, you have to be committed to the process. But if you don't have a why that really, really pushes you hard, then you are going to stop going after your debt. You're going to stop building wealth. You're going to stop starting a business. You're going to stop doing everything because when you when you're when you hit a speed bump, when you hit um, a block, you're going to be like, yo, I'm quitting. I'm going back to the normal. So the very first thing I want to tell you is tonight, after you get done listening to this podcast, is I want you to cut off the phone. I want you to cut off social media. Get off Clubhouse. I know y'all people on Clubhouse now. You know, I want you to get in a private room, cut off the lights, and say, you know what? What's my why? Ask yourself this question five times and answer it five times. And you will know when you have your why when you start getting emotional. When you get that why, here's the very first thing. I want you to just, just to come completely take debt off of the table, okay? That's number one when it comes to the practical step when it, get, when, it, when it comes to getting out of debt. You can't get out of debt if you're putting more debt onto, uh, on, on you. And yeah. so take debt off of the table. Number two, 
uh, nearly 48% of the people in America, America today cannot pay for a $400 emergency. So what I want you to do is going ahead and put $1,000 into your savings account, cash. Okay, this is not a credit card. This is $1,000 cash. Then next, what we're gonna do is boom, get out of debt. I want you to write this thing down. I want you to Google it or go to my website, anthonyneal.com and you'll see more explanation on this. But you're gonna get out of debt using a debt snowball, not the debt avalanche, the debt snowball. You're gonna line up all your debt from smallest to largest. You're gonna make all of your minimum payments and then any extra income because you're gonna get on a budget and you're gonna go through your budget and you're gonna see where can I cut. If you got Netflix, Hulu, Spotify, uh, Apple Music and you got Disney Plus and Amazon Prime, you're gonna go down to one video app and. Uh, and one music stream app. And let's say, for an example, you saved $40 right there. Well, you're gonna take that extra $40, you're gonna put that on top of the very first debt, which is your smallest debt, and you're gonna attack that. So any extra money, you're gonna attack that. Then let's say, for an example, you know, that was an extra $200 going towards that first one. You're gonna take that $200 and put it onto the very next one and keep going and building a big debt snowball until you get to your largest one and, and until you get out of debt. Um, and then after you get out of debt, you're going to set aside a three to six months of emergency fund because we want to make sure once you get out of debt using a debt snowball, nothing comes up that you have to go back into debt. So right. if you can set aside three to six months of emergency fund, you're going to be set. You're going to be ahead of nearly 50 percent of the people in the world today. And man, that that's just the goal. That's the goal. But there's so many different things, man, they can do uh, to when it comes out of debt. We don't have enough time to talk about it on this amazing podcast. Uh, but if they go to anthonyoneal.com um, and click on Ramsey Plus. Man, we literally walk them through a, a, a full nine-week course. Uh, it's free for like 14 days and uh, they can watch videos from myself, my mentor, Dave Ramsey, who's a multi-millionaire. Um, and we literally walk them through the whole process. But the key thing before anything practical is ask yourself why. Why yeah. do you want to get out of debt? Wow. That why should make you cry. When I think about my why right now, I will get emotional. That's why I push so hard. That's why I am where I'm at today. And that is why I will accomplish my goals years from now because of the why that's deep down in my gut that keeps me pushing. So good, bro. So good. I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad you accepted the offer, bro. Couldn't have said this any better, man. Find your why. Put the money into savings, you know, in case something happens and that debt snowball. Definitely good. He just mentioned his website, guys, you know, but I know there's more resources that they can get from you. So you want to mention any of your books or and make sure you follow him, you know, and yeah. they'll plug all that, bro. Yeah, yeah, man. I think the main thing for me, I have some amazing resources, books, debt free degree. I'm teaching you how to get your child into school 100% debt free without taking out any student loans. If you have student loan debt, get the um, quick read off of Amazon. Um, call it destroy your student loan debt. It's a step-by-step -step process on how to get your debt canceled your way. Um, and then the main thing for me, man, is uh, just subscribe. You know, if you're subscribed to this amazing podcast, uh, subscribe to my podcast because every single week I'm, I'm dropping some information on how to how to grow wealth, how to get out of debt, some creative mm -hmm. ways. I'm sharing stories. Um, and it's called The Table with Anthony O'Neill. You can subscribe to it on podcasts or on YouTube. Yeah. Um, but if you're listening to this, it means you're a podcaster. So just Stay rocking with this amazing uh, podcast and just join me after you get done with Godly Dating. So uh, appreciate you, man, for the time and for your efforts. But follow me on social at Anthony O'Neill. Subscribe to my podcast and I appreciate you.
There you have it, y'all. Anthony O'Neill, the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs>